So hello everybody and welcome to our podcast, HY Dyslexia Podcast. Today's um, podcast is going to be quite different to norm. Uh, the lovely, lovely, amazing lady, which I will mention her name after the introduction, Juliet Balagambi. Um, she is a coach, and, um, a coach, and one of the areas she's so brilliant at doing is personal development. And as I'm saying this, I've got goose pimples all over me because if you can't develop yourself, where are we going with it? You know, we've had a live show called Self Sabotage and a lot of people with dyslexia that would just keep knocking themselves down and keep saying, oh, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that. And then if you keep saying things like that to yourself, what's gonna happen? You're gonna start believing. I think one of the things Juliet's taught me in the past is self-prophecy and um, limited, limited beliefs, which um, I think um, at some point, you just have to celebrate your successes. And you do have to say to yourself, I have the confidence to do this and to do that. So for those of you who are listening to us the first time, my name is Elizabeth Tetchy. I'm the founder of HY Dyslexia CIC. We're based in London in Wandsworth. And we work with dyslexics, both children and adults. From the age of seven, our oldest client is 79 years of age. So it's never too late. It doesn't matter what age you are, you can actually um, turn your life around if you want to. Um, H2I Dyslexia was set up some time ago and it was set up from a very personal point, um, uh, frustration point in my life. Uh, confidence and self-esteem, a lot of people know me as Lizzie's very jolly. There are days when I do struggle in these two areas. And who better to have on the show today, uh, Juliet, Juliet Belagambi, and you know, to talk about confidence and self-esteem. So Juliet, tell me a bit about yourself and why are you passionate about people's personal development? Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for, um, for, for welcoming me on this show. Um, I, like yourself, uh, I am really, really passionate about it. I feel that my core or certainly my purpose in, in life is to help people to thrive. Um, to help people not experience the pain because at the core of my belief system is that we were all born unique. Um, everybody comes into this world screaming and shouting, hey, I'm really happy to be here. And when you're, when you're held by the doctor or the nurse or the mother or whoever, everybody's so happy to see you and to welcome you. And this is what I'd like us to sustain um, and to maintain throughout our lives. I've experienced pain as well. I've experienced difficulties. I've experienced the things that can pull you down and make you lose your self-confidence. And it's, it's a horrible place to be. So this is why I, I am passionate because I believe in our capability. I believe in our ability. I believe um, that we can actually achieve the things that we desire. But I also know that fundamentally one of the key things that are critical in that is self-belief and self-confidence. So above anything else that we know, above the knowledge, above your friends, above how much money you have, I think it's really key to have a self-confidence um, and to have that self-belief in order for you to go on and achieve um, the wonderful things that you desire in life um, and to have the, the, the life that you, you, you deserved to have from when you were born. Absolutely. So Julia, you're a course developer and a teacher a facilitator in personal development and employability skills, goal success coach. I love that word. I love that word. I think it's so amazing. 
Yeah. So you know me, Elizabeth. I've been working for some local authorities as a, um, a community learning um, tutor. So what that means, we work with adults from, nine, from the age of 19 years old plus around employability and confidence building skills. So when I'm in the local authority, it might be Wandsworth, it might be Richmond. I'm currently speaking to Surrey as well in terms of doing some freelance work for them. I'm helping them with employability skills and I'm helping them with personal development. And it comes from, from a point of awareness. It comes from the point of who am I? What are my gifts? What are my gifts that I should be really, really happy and pleased about? And then on the other side, like many people are doing now, I'm developing my own, own business. Um, and I do a bit of um, freelance work in, in schools, special schools, helping them with children who are not really yet attending. Um, and much of that is family work. But in terms of my own business, it's, as you say, goal success coaching. Um, and it, it could be anything. It might be if you want to go to college or if you want to change jobs, or maybe you're not quite feeling yourself or things are just not right. So I work with people to help them to clarify what is not right. <laughs> yeah, what is the purpose? Let's, let's kind of get some clarity around that. And then we also think about success. Say, okay, I can help you with success. Yeah, but what does it look like for you? It looks very, very different. So we think about that. So someone might say, I don't know, a six-figure salary. Someone might say, I want my children to be happy and, 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 and go to school. So then we break it down. Why? And why do you want that? And why do you want that? Because we've got to get the reason behind it so powerful that nothing can stop you. So when you have a powerful enough reason, like you said before when we were speaking of, um, of the recording, I mean, you said something to me that you, you knew you had to do it. You knew you wanted to succeed um, uh, at university and, and, and sort of pass academically. And that was a big enough reason for you uh, that really helped you. So when, when, when the barriers, when other things came, it was so non-negotiable for you. There was nothing that was going to make you backtrack. So I help people think about that. And that is not just, oh, come into my room, let's talk. No, that is a lot of talking about those, those the issues. And then we talk about, you know, limiting beliefs as well. You know, sometimes when you decide to do something, there's going to be a voice saying, oh, okay, I'm not sure about it. So you have the fears, you have anxieties. So part of my role is for us to, to, to speak about that and identify that as well as, the, um, as, uh, as part of, 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 of the change process. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really good. It's educational. No one told us about that. You failed, you failed. Exactly. Yeah? You failed, you failed. Fixed mindset. No, we know about the growth mindset and the failure is part of that. The, the failure gives you growth, gives you reflection, gives you different ways to think about it. If I fail, I might come to you, Elizabeth, oh, I tried this, what do you think? You might help me with that. Absolutely. So part of, yes, but part I, of the coaching. I, I just, I don't think that um, growing up, um, I don't think we're being taught these things. These are the kind of things that should be taught at school from the age of, I don't know, seven, eight. That yeah. failure is part of life. It doesn't mean you're definitely outcast out there. It just means no. that you, I mean, there's a, a great quote I think I found somewhere. It said, um, failure is a, it's an experience to success or something. I can't quite remember the, the quote out there, but it doesn't mean it's the end of it all. No. We've been it's been embedded in our, in our minds that you've got to go out there and pass. And if you don't, then, you know, 
nobody wants to kind of look at you and people put you to one side for whatever reason. Yes. But I love what you just said. Yes. It's Thank okay you. if you fail, but you can learn from that. Absolutely. Look at it as a learning opportunity. And life, the beauty about life, it teaches us about failure. Mm. Uh, if you think about, I think I read somewhere, uh, a toddler, I think, falls down about 800 times before they start to, mm. to walk. Mm. Up, down, up, down up down history tells us about failures jk rowling virgin edison our own lives tell us about failures i've been to you might go for an interview and not quite get it right and then the next you excel excelling you know so our own lives teaches us about that so i think there's there's this we don't reflect and um i know that the you know as i've had you and others talk about the education system mm. and that it's not really about memory um it's, it's not about memory, it's about life experiences, mm -hmm. isn't it? Um, and, sort of, and, and sort of making it work for you. So once you've created a big enough reason, then you start the work. So what is your vision? What is the vision you want to have? So you get the client to think about it, really, really think about it, to feel it, to, to, to feel it unconditionally. What I mean by that is, okay, you haven't yet got it now. So if you want the big, you know, if you want this and that and that, what will that feel like? So you get the client to really feel that and connect with, it, with emotions. Mm -hmm. And so my job then becomes about account, you know, helping them to create a plan. As we know, if you don't have a plan, it's just a dream, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't write it down, the like the chances, the likelihood, we, we, there's a forty percent chance of, of something succeeding when you write it down. Absolutely. So I get that I get my people to to sit down, come up with a plan, try and make it uh, as realistic as possible, and not overwhelming. What can you do in three months? What can you do in six months? What can you do in five years' time? So it it is achievable, and the rest of it is really around you know motivating and being and checking in on them you know being that accountability partner mm -hmm. so um and and yeah and, and essentially that's what i do during during my my sort of uh, my coaching excellent but excellent but fear comes you know as you know fear is, mm -hmm. is, is a big thing when we're learning you know when you're changing something mm -hmm. so it's really important to understand um how we respond when we're faced with change some people run away some people get fearful uh, some people might get really really angry so as a coach it's really important and sometimes people come in my classes really angry really defensive really shooting you so i as a teacher you are trying to understand what is this saying about where they are at you know and and really being kind really being kind um and looking at every learning opportunity there is there was a, i mean there was a class that i did um a 10-week course and there was a, as a learner she came all the time she came all the time but she she was you know she, she was shooting 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 all the time and in the end no one had ever sat with her no one had said you, you're worth it you're valuable you can do this and she stayed till the end and she said thank you for putting up with me right. that is really that is a really sad thing for someone to say because in a way, she feels that she's not worth it. She's not worth my attention. She's, she, she's not valuable enough. Her self-esteem was low. And that's why I think the work you do is so important, Juliet. Do you know what? Every single school in the UK should have a goal coach. Is that what, yes. what, what it is? Goal, goal success coach. I think every school should have it because yeah. 
there's no point trying to tell people or um, that young teenager who have probably not got the confidence to do anything. And you're saying to them, you are going to become that doctor, that lawyer, that solicitor, but yet they haven't got that confidence to do it. I think it should be embedded in the education system, to be honest with you. I really strongly believe so because for that young girl or that lady who just said to you, thank you for putting up with me, imagine she would have met a different teacher who wasn't so understanding. Where would she have been? She would have carried that baggage with her forever and not, and not yeah. got, gone for the help she really needed. Yeah. Um, and I think it's such a great um, example that you gave there. I'm just going to dive into my first question. Now, yeah, just dive into the first question because I know this topic is so lovely and I love it so much that if we're not careful, we'll go off on one, you know? So yeah. I'll just draw us back to my first question. What is the difference between confidence and self-esteem? What is the difference between the two? Okay, for me, I mean, for me, the way I look at it, confidence is um, how you feel about your ability to do something. Mm-hmm. I can teach, you know, I think I can, I'm a good teacher, I can teach, I think I can run, uh, ride a bicycle, yes, I, I think I can cook jollof rice really well, <laughs> so <laughs> not, that is not true. Um, so it, it's how you feel about your abilities to do something. That is not set in stone, however. Mm -hmm. So my abilities and my confidence to feel that I'm a a good enough cook with jollof rice Mm -hmm. could be that maybe if it's scrambled eggs, I am not very good at it. Mm -hmm. It's always watery and it's always runny and, you know, it's it's, it's not very good. So it's about your capability, having the belief in your capability. Mm -hmm. So that that is confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, and self-esteem is more around how we feel about ourselves, the, the opinion you have about yourself. So I've worked with people who say, you know, I really feel good about myself. You know, I am a nice person. I am really friendly person. Um, those are things that you feel about yourselves. And sometimes people have sort of maybe low feelings about themselves. They don't fe- feel very good about themselves. You know, they might say, oh, I'm not a nice person. Oh, no one is going to like me. Um, I am not very good at that. So one is more around the sort of emotional side and how you feel about yourself. And another one is is really more about your your abilities to to do something. Right. Because what, what, what I tend to find with a lot of dyslexic people and people who are neurodiverse is that you could probably say to someone, I think you're so brilliant at doing what you've just done. And the first thing that they would say, I can't generalize, but for most people I've met, the first thing is, no, that wasn't that brilliant. I could have done better. And I'm just wondering if that's because their self-confidence or self-esteem have always been knocked because of the condition and that's what they've always believed. And of course, you know, one of this podcast we're doing is around dyslexia and self, um, self-esteem and confidence and what, how one can boost um, their confidence. I just remind the um, listeners what the title of the show is, how to boost your confidence and self-esteem during COVID-19. It's, it's yes, actually, yeah, yeah. The, the, the title of the, of the program. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you look at somebody with, uh, with high with confidence, so they, they are somebody who has a, a belief in their capability. Mm. So they are going to be using positive languages. I can do this. I am good at this. Um, I am going to try. So you, you can see that, that there is a belief system. There is a certainty, you know. I can't quite ride a bicycle now, but I'm going to try anyway. I'm going to do it. 
there is a bit of opticism. Mm. These are all really positive words. There are a bit of opticism. And then they will do it. Mm -hmm. They'll act courageously and then they'll do it. Right. So their confidence helps them turn things into action. Mm. So on the other side, if you have somebody with, with low self-esteem, you know, um, you mentioned that where does it, it comes from somewhere, no doubt about it. Absolutely. You know, their origins. So who have you listened to? Uh, who has been telling you these negative things about you? And we carry those things through life. Um, and, you know, the, the education system, but sometimes it might be from people that are closest to you. I mean, I've worked with some people, mothers in children's mm -hmm. centers, and, and sometimes it's the people that are closest to you that are going to give you all these really negative um, things. And then you believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you sort of believe that and then you, you know, you sort of value yourself less. Of course. Um, and, and those words are from people who probably don't value themselves as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then it's you just don't value yourself. And, and that's, it becomes like that, you know. It's like a vicious circle, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it, yeah. it becomes like that. But the, there is good news is that we can change this. Absolutely. We can, we can, absolutely, we can absolutely change the way we feel about ourselves. Um, we can read books. Um, there's someone that I know very well. She says, oh, Juliet, I really like speaking to you because every time I do, you just make me feel good about myself. My confidence goes up. So in terms of boosting our confidence, I ask people sometimes, I ask them, who inspires you? Who makes you smile? Mm. Is there somebody in the world who has the highest regard for you, the most positive regard for you? Um, and if, you know, they're not within your circle, who in, who which celebrity inspires you, which celebrity's journey, you know, inspires you, you know, put yourself in front of them and listen to them. Right. Listen to them because I know you, Elizabeth, I like you. Mm. If you tell me something, I'm going to listen to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to listen. Yeah. Mm. So, so find the people that you like, um, and put yourself in front of them. It might be through a book. It might be through music. It might be through social media. Um, and then put yourself in front of them and let them sort of give you those positive messages as well. Mm. So um, you've obviously, with, during your teaching career, you have taught people from all walks of life. So yes. you've taught people with mental health, with neurodiverse, with um, autism, whatever it might be. Um, yes. So during this unprecedented times and pandemic, how can you advise the dyslexia community of how to be confident enough uh, to be able to um, learn in, in the education system, to be able to manage every day's life, um, and so forth. What sort of advice would you give to people with special educational needs, for example? Okay, thank you for for that. Um, I would I would start by by us sort of looking at the things that we can control <laughs> and the things that we can't control. Yes, we are in a pandemic and we cannot control that, but there's so much we can control and it's about choice. I think that in life, sometimes you're in a situation and you feel helpless. This has been done to me. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. So the first conversations to me are around choice. You have control, you have choice. And how wonderful is that? But even telling somebody that sometimes, Elizabeth, mm -hmm. there's some people have never had that. Mm -hmm. When you say you have the choice, you know, this is a choice point for you. Just knowing and believing that can, can excite somebody. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And they say, oh, okay, I have a, okay. So what are you going to do? So then the conversation will start, okay, I want you to make a, a, a different um, positive statement about the situation you're in now. Absolutely. So it might be, yes, the pandemic, I can't go to work, or yes, but anyway. I would like people to develop a positive statement about them, about what they're going to do to, to, to kind of change them. Do you get it? I do. Yeah. I, can't, I can't go to work, but I'm going to read this to maintain myself. I worked with somebody during Zoom um, who said, actually, I'm going to start painting again. And I asked her, when was the last time you painted? It was about 20 years ago. Wow. And now she's got the time. To now read. she's got yeah, the time. Absolutely. And now she's going to go into something that, 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 that she really loves. Um, so it, it is those things. But also, it is a very difficult situation, um, the pandemic. Um, we need to, I've, I've lost some people that are close to me. Um, but with anything, with any process of change, there are going to be opportunities. Mm -hmm. So some of the opportunities are, are, are different ways of working. Look, we're on a podcast. Absolutely. I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I've never had gone on Zoom before, <laughs> have my face there, but I'm doing it. And that is widening my post, my, my reach. Yes. Yes. Not only can I teach someone or reach someone who's in London, I can reach someone who's, I don't know, in Antarctica, of course you in, can. in Uganda, in South Africa. So that's, that, that is really, you know, amazing. So, so for someone, as you said, think about the opportunities. What can you do now that is going to, you know, um, increase your confidence? Mm -hmm. So some of the quick, quick sort of confidence boosters are talking to somebody who inspires you. Um, something, something is like, uh, doing something that makes you feel good. When I was speaking to Yola, um, your technician before, we, we, we talked about, oh, just before I came when I, I sprayed some perfume. <laughs> and then she was like, it made her feel good. And, mm. and I was like, it makes me feel good as well. Mm. It made, made me smile and feel good, good about myself. Um, but sometimes it's kind of thinking about your happy, happiest days and kind of creating that or listening to really music that inspires you. Uh, the positive self-talk, I think, is very, very important. Um, and um, yeah, just having that sort of ability in yourself and thinking about the growth mindset. Absolutely. And I think for me as well, I know this may sound a little bit not quite right, but what I tend to do is I get dressed to go to work still, but in fact, it's from my bedroom to my front room. But I'm still yeah. at work. You know? Absolutely, you're dressing. I'm for dressing work. for work, and it makes me feel quite yeah. good, actually. You know, yeah. um, because otherwise, I, you know, homework and, and remote work and is twenty four seven in your own mm -hmm. sort of front room and then back in your bedroom and to your kitchen. But yeah. I get up and I get dressed as if I'm going to work, and I come and sit in front of my PC, and that really does boost my confidence. I'll be honest with you. Oh, that's excellent. I'm really glad that I, 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 you shared that. Uh, on the other hand, I've had a, a different situation when I was working with somebody who was not really able to get that space at home. Um, there, was, there was a spouse, a partner, there was so much. We were not even able. So we talked about how are you going to compartmentalize your time and your space such that you're comfortable when you have a Zoom meeting. It's clear that everybody knows about it. You have a Zoom meeting, teaching for two hours, and then balance every, everything else. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think those are the quick, I can't think of anything, um, but it's, it's really around purpose and clarity. So our confidence, some people might, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, yeah, we have the pandemic, I can't go anywhere. It's really important to, 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 
think about something that you can do and something I, that makes you feel good and i guess the thing with positive um, mindset and also um confidence is um speaking positively as well i guess rather 100%. than something you know because sometimes we're human and we can be a bit negative and be cruel to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. if, you, if you speak positivity into your life, yeah. good yeah. things will come out of it. And you feel good Absolutely. within yourself, um, I guess. 100%. And do something you like. There's someone, I think there's someone on, on LinkedIn somewhere. She's baking cakes. Excellent. You know, and everyone's talking about this case. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Once to sting to her confidence. And she might get a business out mm-hmm. of it. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the thing about the positivity mm-hmm. um, and the positive self-talk. Our brain is so powerful. It's the most powerful thing. And maybe for some of us, for years, people have been feeding that brain. Mm -hmm. You're not good at this. You can't read. You can't do math. You can't do that. So the brain takes that. Yes, I can't. Yes, someone is telling my brain. Yes, I can't. So positive self-talk helps us to tell our unconscious mind something different. Absolutely. That's so useful. Yeah. It helps us to tell the mind, I am unique. This is what I tell people. Every time I meet someone, I tell them I am unique because my coach told me that because I was having, you know, an issue with, Oh, who am I? You know, who's this lady? Look at the world is saturated with coaches and brilliant people who are knowledgeable. She said, Juliet, you are different. You are unique. And there are some people, and that really lifted me because I know there's nobody else like me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I'm, so when I meet others, I say, Whoa, you are unique. I think that in itself really helps to empower people. And that's amazing to hear that and to actually be able to say that to anybody with a, a neurodiverse condition. It's, it's phenomenal, yeah. isn't it? It's, you, you couldn't put a price on it, you know? No. Um, no. But I, so I do hear this quite a lot. Oh, actually, I'm not that brilliant. I've got dyslexia. And I'm like, and don't even apologize by saying, mm. I'm so sorry I have dyslexia. Hey. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, yeah. you know, we do come across a lot of some people who have, and I guess it comes from childhood or yes. people around them. I normally say, surround yourself with positive people, surround yes. yourself with positive things, do the things you love doing, and of course, yes. you, you, there won't, there will be a day you will never think about negativity. Yes, um, absolutely. What's that thing when people are being mean to you? We always tell them, kill them with kindness. Yes. So we need to be 100% kind to ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% sort of positive to ourselves. Find someone who can really help you. The work that you do, Elizabeth, the work that I, can, I do is really helping to work with people to identify their strengths and their skills. Excellent. So, so, sometimes I'm working with people and I say, okay, you know, you want to go for a job or you want to do this. So let's do some kind of self-reflection. Mm. What are you good at? What do others say you're good at? And they can't write down even two things. Mm. Mm. So it's my job to coach them and say, well, what do you like doing? What did you like doing at school? What do you help people with? What will other, other someone else tell you? Oh, if you had the chance, what would you do? And then we kind of build on those things, you know, their passion, their interest. So, so, so sometimes it's about finding someone who's really supportive, really, really, really positive around you. But more than anything, we have the choice, we have the control, we have the power to feed the most important thing in our life, which is changing the story. Give it positive things. Say, I'm unique. I am, I am, I am you know, strong um, I can make people laugh. I can bake a cake. I am caring. And those are the things that will stay with you and kind of really. Absolutely. And, and, and always remember that dyslexia, you were not defined by your dyslexia. 
you know no. you are not defined by that and that's one word that i keep kind of saying to myself that there are things yes. you're good at use your strengths and if you use your strength to the best of your ability confidence and self-esteem will come with yes that. absolutely and when people meet you say hi hi elizabeth they look at elizabeth they they look at who you are mm. you know your traits your characteristics everything that you have and bring they don't look at the um we need, maybe we need to be aware of it, mm. you know, maybe in order for me to support you, yeah. maybe as, as, as a teacher, as a coach, I need just to be aware of your temperament, how you like to learn, what sort of things help you. But, in, 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 but, but really in life, it's about the person, their uniqueness, what they bring. Um, that, that is most important. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Juliette, this is so amazing. I wish we could talk forever on this. I love this topic. Really, really amazing. It just brings me to ask another question now. Confidence and self-esteem is a real big thing for many dyslexic people. As I said, what are some of the top tips, advice you could give um, to, to our listeners? Top tips of okay. how to be, I mean, could one be too confident? Could one have too much confidence? I've had, I've, I've had those kind of things come about, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about mm, that. Mm. I don't, I, no, I don't, I don't think. I think there is confidence. Yeah. There is being confident. And maybe if you're lacking in confidence, then what can you do about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I don't, I, 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 I just want to make a reservation on that because, um, you know, some people might be full of it and maybe, but, but I think those are different words, different mm. words for it. But in keeping with confidence, we really just want to have high confidence. We have that belief in ourselves. Mm. Um, and if something knocks us about, as it's going to, because life is not a bed of roses. And it's, not, and it's not black and white, is it? No. Exactly. Mm. So things are going to happen. We are going, there are going to be significant events mm. in our life, mm. like what's happening with the pandemic. Uh, there's going to be different things that will kind of knock us, you know, and, and de depending on your resilience levels, your self-confidence might, might sort of go down. But the key things are the power of your thought. Absolutely. Mm. The key thing is, is the power of your thought. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really maintaining that positivity. Yeah. So, for example, I could say to us, okay, I'm going to sit this massive exams. I may have dyslexia, but the power of my thought is... I'm going to go and pass it regardless. Yeah. Absolutely. So I am going to I am going to I am going to study for this. Yeah. I am going to practice for this. I am going to give it my best 100 percent So yeah, so so one of the things that we, we experience, you know, that we've already talked about is is um the sort of negative uh beliefs um that, that we have about ourselves. And and these are things that people have told us about it, you know, you're not good at maths. Or I, I don't want even to repeat those things because I find it really hard talking about negative things. So one way of working with people is, a, is, is, is around how to change that negative belief. Because it, it's actually not a belief. It's something someone has said to you. And so when you listen to it, it becomes, you agree to it, but it's, an, it's a negative belief that really hinders you and stops you from, from you know, success from moving because you're saying I'm not good enough I'm not good at maths I can ride a bicycle anyway so part of my role is to get people to write down you know uh, the limiting beliefs that they have and people might wonder they might say oh I don't know but really stick with it because we, we all have these beliefs so I get people to write down about 10 you know and then on, on, on one side and then on another side really 
explain that has this served you? So you know, is, is, that, is that what they call reframing? Um, in yeah, terms so of, reframing, yeah. absolutely. Mm. So, so instead, of, instead of a negative, you come up, up with a positive. Give me an example of that. So if I, if I said, I am, I'm, I am not good at maths, how should I reframe that? How should... I am do- you can say, I am doing at my, my best at maths and I'm going to try different ways to get better. Excellent. Wonderful. Yeah, that's really so great. So I'm not good at arts. I said, I, I, I try my best at arts. Yeah, you can just say, I try. So you, you're being positive for yourself. Um, or I can, there was one famous thing is that, or you're so, and also if you're a parent, think about it. If your child is maybe argument, maybe if they argue a lot, they, you know, they like to have their own way. Some parents say, oh, yeah, my, my, my child argues so much. So I ask parents, well, try and think about this in a, in a helpful way, in a positive way. And they say, oh, yeah, she likes to get her own way. Oh, yes, she likes to express her views. And that is a positive way. So from argumentative to expressing her own views. So I get people to write a list. And I'm really done, just change it. I can't do it. Or um, I'm not good at swimming. Oh, I am, I am shy, you know, at the moment. Oh, I won't fit in. One of the things that keeps people from trying things is that whole thing that I won't fit in. Mm, mm. I hear that quite but, a lot from uh, the dyslexic community, yeah, that I don't number fit one, in. Yes, number one is getting them to actually, is that a fact? Or is it a belief? Uh-huh. Yeah. So now, so the first thing is getting them to think about that because half of the time they are telling themselves that. No one has come and say, oh, Elizabeth, you won't fit in. You suspect it, but then you keep telling yourself that I won't fit in. Yeah. So how do you know about that? So it's exploring those beliefs. So another way of saying that, you know, I have these values. um, I have these great values that I can give to the company, but maybe they're more helpful in a different company. Maybe, you know. They're not helpful in this company, but in a different company. So there's a bit of work about reframing. So it's, it's literally changing from I can, I can't, to I can. Absolutely. From, from a fixed, fixed to a growth. So if mm. I can't swim now, how can you change it? Well, I'm taking swimming, and I, you know, I'm taking swimming lessons and I will start to swim. Or I'm going to try my best to swim. Or, or for example, as a dyslexic, if I'm not able to do that maths, English and science at this point, um, you know, I can reframe that by saying I'm going to use the right tools to support me to, to, to do you. my maths, English. Mm. I'm going to use different tools. Mm. I'm going to find another way. Mm. I am going to ask someone to help me. These are growth statements. Mm. And, and, and we know that confidence building is also about self-improvement, actually. Absolutely. So coming from that position where I can't do this math to having all these growth statements, I'm going to use different tools. I'm going to find different ways. I'm going to ask somebody. That is all about self-improvement and helping with your confidence as well. Awesome. Thank you, Juliet. Thank you so much. Something else that, um, and we've seen, uh, we've seen that really being promoted. It's about our social connections. Mm-hmm. Let's do that because we know that when we are isolated, it affects our confidence. Uh, we know that when we are isolated, we are at risk of developing poor mental health. Um, so the power of thought and actually maintaining social connections with others 
Absolutely. I think is, but they've got to be the right people, right? Absolutely. The right people that light you up uh, and that teach you something. Um, and also it's finding ways to, so, and also if you're feeling a bit down, finding a way, you know, I'm you know, no, noticing that I'm feeling a bit down today. What am I going to do? It might be letting me go out for a walk. Could be as simple as that, mm. but finding ways to cope so that it's not uh, cumulative. Yes. You know, so if I'm feeling low today, try and do something that's going to raise my energy mm. a bit mm. because you don't want it to get cumulative at, at, at the end of the day. And I think also finding someone to talk to, you know, a, yeah. a friend who will listen, that shoulder that's there for you to kind of lean on and say, look, I'm going through this at the moment because to be honest with you, at the moment with pandemic and COVID-19, regardless of what your condition might be, everybody's worried. Yes. You know, everyone's scared, everyone's worried, nobody knows what the future holds. Absolutely. It's always good to pick up the phone and speak to someone on the other end of the phone, a friend that you can trust mm -hmm. in, a relative, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. someone you can connect with and just have a good mm -hmm. chat too, you know? Because I thought yeah. one thing, where I, where I was finding during COVID a bit overwhelming, I was glued to the television for the news 24-7. So I'd listen mm. to BBC, I'd listen to Al Jazeera, I'd listen to ITV, and it's all the same news. But I'm listening mm. to all of them at the same time. And then I think, right, I'm off to bed now, and then I'll be listening to LBC before I go to bed. Mm. You're never going to step away from all these news and things that wow. are happening. I know, it was having a real effect on me. And how much are you giving your brain? <laughs> this, that, 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 pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. It was really overwhelming. And then one day, my daughter said to me, step back, mum, and you just need to cut yourself away. And, you know, just listen to one news a day. That's all you need. Don't need more than one. And to be honest with you, I took that advice from her. And now I'm a little bit better. I'm in a better place yeah. now. Oh, that's, that's really nice for your daughter to have had those yeah. wonderful words with you. Yeah. There is something else that is really powerful. Mm. There is something that's really powerful um, that we haven't spoken about, but it's also visualizing success visualizing that a place, a happy place, uh, what you want it to be like. So if you've achieved everything that you want, the happiness, you know, all these things, the pandemic, what will that look like? And, and really visualize that and feel it. But also an, another thing is, and people say this about me, Elizabeth, the smile. Yeah, it means a lot, it, doesn't it? It means a lot. It changes, it really, it, it releases all those wonderful um all those wonderful things in your body and it affects others around you absolutely absolutely yeah. and what a better way to actually end this podcast with a smile yeah. <laughs> honestly i just want to say thank you so much juliet for coming on a to our dyslexia podcast um i I'm, i know that people will really benefit from this and of course you know we'll be happy to share your social media handles i know you're on linkedin i know you're on twitter um i'm not too sure not sure about insta but you probably are. Um, yes. yes, you are. So we'll, when we post the podcast at last, we will share all your connections. And of course, if anybody wants to uh, speak to Juliet or hire her services, she is available. And you're based in London, aren't you, Juliet? You're actually based in London. I am listening. If you want to see me, yes, but it's a virtual world, <laughs> it's a virtual right? World, yes. So I can work with someone in, in Timbuktu or in Canada or in South Africa or in Australia. So really... I think that there is an opportunity for us to embrace um, and, and work with everyone. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Julia. And thank you to our listeners. Um, we'll be back 
with another podcast, uh, our next topic. We've got so many topics we want to cover. And we just want to say a massive thank you to um, Wimbledon Foundation for um, sponsoring the podcast series that we have. Um, and we're just really grateful that this is a, a form of communication with our dyslexic um, community and people with neurodiverse. I just want to say thank you, Julia, and thank you to our listeners for, for um, engaging with us today on our podcast um, show. Thank you. See you all again next, next time. Bye for now. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia podcast is funded by the Wimbledon Foundation and presented by Elizabeth Tashi. It's produced by Salt and Pepper Productions.